Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, anyone who's listening in, tuning in, appreciate it. Welcome to the Root of Leadership podcast. This is your host, Chris Panetta. As always, we are in studio, Salem, Oregon, downtown, home of the Groundwork Leadership Institute, which we started, founded about a year ago, a little over a year ago now. Goal was to raise the tide of leadership in our community. And so we got serious about that and we thought, look, if that we want that to happen, we need to be intentional in doing so. And so we did a lot of listening sessions and necessary research, and we organized and created Groundwork, a leadership institute. And it's an institute of shared knowledge. We have a basic framework, which we unpack, which a little bit of that framework I'm going to unpack today. But ultimately, it's an institute of shared knowledge, like I mentioned. And what we mean by that is we don't believe that we have all the answers, but we believe as a community, we can get pretty close. And that if we can learn from the experiences of others, their insights, their failures, their successes, that we can get pretty close to continually and sustainably producing great leaders for our community and even beyond that. So this podcast role as part of this institute is to be with leaders, spend time talking to them, learning from them, and housing this knowledge. Now, although that's very separate from what we actually do with our leaders and each cohort uh, that we that we have as they go through uh, each year, we feel like this uh, podcast is going to be a key element to literally pushing record and capturing some of these moments and this insight from these leaders. Hence, we're here. So I always like to give an introduction on what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it to just give us a refresher. So if you if you've listened before, then you know all of that. If not, hopefully that's helpful and intriguing uh, and keeps you listening more. So let me dive into the topic today. So I've spent about three, uh, four other episodes, just me, which is which will be rare. I'm hoping you know we usually want to have interviews and and conversations with other leaders every episode, but. I had to spend some time on the at the outset to explain not only what we're doing and why we're doing it in detail, but also what our framework is. Okay, we even though we are learning and sharing knowledge and ex- learning experiences from others, and we we actually have leaders in our community and outside of our community become the instructors. So it's it's not like myself or anybody else with internally here are the experts trying to teach everything we don't do that we we have others come in and and share and, and most of them local uh but with all of that we still have provided a framework almost like a skeleton that we want to build upon so as we continue to share this knowledge and grow our understanding of what it means to really become the leaders that our community needs us to be and organizations need us to be we have a framework that we build upon we call it the rooted framework Okay, it's root, it's it's centered around this analogy of soil, seeds, and weeds. Episode two, I dive into what soil is, so please go back and listen. Uh, episode three, I believe I share a story of what that actually looks like in the real world, and it's pretty pretty personal story um, in in that regard. Episode four, I believe we dive into seeds and how we're still thinking through the implications that seeds uh, have uh, as leaders and as communities and organizations. And in episode five, uh, I shared another story trying to bring to life what, we're, what it is we're talking about when I refer to seeds. 
So if you're interested in knowing what those two things are, and if you're listening now and uh, you're intrigued on what we're going to talk about today, which is weeds, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to those other episodes. But needless to say, I'm going to jump into weeds. Weeds are not, they're, they're an easy thing to talk about for me due to some of my background, but they're a hard thing to actually deal with. Now, I'm going to start with this phrase, and I mentioned this in another episode. I use this, this phrase, it's very common amongst leaders. And I'll use a couple of phrases. You've all heard this before. I'm neck deep, right? Or I'm drowning. Or, you know, I'm trying to keep my head above water. Or a really famous one, I'm just putting out fires. Okay, we've heard all of those things. And what what essentially a leader is trying to communicate in, in translation to our curriculum is they're dealing with all the weeds in their organizations, the challenges, the problems, the conflicts. Now, it, they're easy for me to talk about. Because academically and, and as a career, I've allocated quite a bit of it to understanding conflict. And I'm still, I'm still uh, young in, in understanding conflict. It's something that you, you can't just take a class or get a degree in and all of a sudden you're an expert in it. So when I say I'm young in it, it means that I still have a lot to learn um, about conflict. But my undergraduate degree was in peace building. My master's degree was in conflict resolution negotiation. So I, you know, academically and on paper, I, I should know a thing or two about conflict. And as a practitioner, I've spent time mediating and coaching and, and counseling with people and how they deal with their conflict, not just interpersonally, but also organizationally. And so I, I like talking about conflict. I don't like being in it. I don't like experiencing it myself, just like most of us do. And there's an initial fear that comes along with it. Part of transforming conflict and getting through conflict is stopping the fear, okay? Getting rid of that innate fear that we're going to have when we experience conflict. We we quickly get into fight or flight and uh, fear sets in. And I'll talk a little bit more about what I mean by that. But that's what we mean when we talk about weeds. It's the conflict. It's what, it's, it's what we experience that keeps us up at night in our families, in our organizations. Every organization, every family, has conflict. Every community has conflict. In fact, right now, if you look at the current climate of our country, there is a lot of conflict. Okay. And in episode two, I talk we talk about how really it's an it's an indicator of our soil. Our soil isn't healthy. Right? Weeds will always pop up in soil. And think about last time you went out and gardened if you have a garden or if you don't, this this should still make complete sense. You can spend time cultivating your soil, which is really important. It's crucial. Weeds are still going to pop up. But if you don't even cultivate it at all, and you're not paying attention to the soil, it will be overrun by weeds. And that's what happens in organizations. If we're not being intentional and actually getting to the root of conflict and getting to the root of problems organizationally and as a society, I mean, look at it now. We're not getting to the root of things in the best way possible. So we're not getting to, the to, you can't just spray Roundup on a weed and expect that it's never going to grow back. You can't just yank it out at the top or take a weed whacker and start hacking, you know, at the weeds. You're going to grow back. You didn't, you didn't get to the roots. We didn't get to the deepest parts of why it is even existing in the first place. And so to get to that level of getting the weeds out of our soil, to get to that level of knowing how to not just resolve conflict, because resolve is a deceiving word, and I'll explain why in a second, but ultimately to transform conflict, we need to get deep within our soil and we need to know how to engage the number one skill set 
that CEOs wish they had. And this isn't Chris's knowledge. This was a study from Stanford University several years ago. The number one skill set that CEOs wish they had was conflict resolution. Okay. Now, when people hear the word conflict resolution, they think about it in, in general, like conflict resolution is, is this, it encompasses all of it. And sure, that makes sense for people, but that's actually not the truth. There's different ways of engaging in conflict. There's conflict avoidance where you could just leave it. You know, you don't even touch it. Sometimes that's necessary. Most of the times it doesn't do it much. There's conflict management, okay, which is just managing the conflict. You're not actually making it go away. You might make the physical manifestation of it go away, but you're not actually getting the conflict to go away because the conflict is rooted in people's hearts. It's rooted in how they see, so simply managing it will do nothing. And conflict resolution, again, which is the term that most people relate to, that all that is is resolving uh, some sort of a dispute or a disagreement, but it doesn't change people's hearts, and it's certainly not going to change the way people see one another. It's just resolving, and that's a, those are all really helpful steps to get to. But then there's this gap in the peace-building conflict resolution world. We call it this gap. There's this huge gap between the next level of conflict engagement, which is conflict transformation. And the reason why there's a gap is because it's really hard to transform conflict. Okay, we can we can trans we can resolve conflict and manage it a lot. There's a lot of strategies and and books and degrees out there that you can get in doing that. But transforming it is a completely other story and. It's so hard because it requires us to change our soil. It requires us to change first. Conflict transformation is not just resolving the issue. It's actually having the parties involved feel deeply sorry for the hurt that they've caused someone else and wanting to make it right. It leads to reconciliation, which is completely different from conflict resolution. It leads to healing. So those are different levels of conflict uh, engagement. And when we talk about weeds, we're talking about the deepest level. We, we, we don't want to just help leaders know how to pluck the weeds. We want to help them know how to get to the root of them. So it's a really important part of our key framework because like I shared, it's the one of the number one skills that, that leaders wish they had. All right. And all of our problems stem from unhealthy soil, and it's not because we don't want to have healthy soil, it's because most cases we're spending too much time putting out the fires, and I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, we're putting out the fires in essence. In other words, we are just dealing with the conflict and the organizational problems, community problems that we have. We're not getting to the root. So that's what we mean by weeds. All right, now let me read to you a couple of excerpts, as I have been with the other sections to explain how this relates to our soil seeds and weeds uh, rooted framework and the language that we use. So let me read this to you. Okay, this is from our handbook. Never has there been a plot of soil that is weed-free, nor will there be. Weeds can be, by their very nature, nature, noxious. They are almost inescapable, even when we have cultivated our soil to the point of being weed-free and ready for planting. They always come back. Hence. Our soil never ceases to need of the need of cultivation. Cultivation includes the pulling of those noxious weeds, and if done correctly, the pulling of their utmost deepest of roots, which I mentioned. Just as our best seeds need to take root at the deepest level of our soil to ensure impact and sustainability, the most challenging weeds are rooted in at the same level, making them all the more challenging and plaguing to our soil. 
right? So the seeds as a, just a refresher, seeds are our ideas. They're our, our initiatives, our programs, our thoughts, our innovation. And we want those things to work. And if we want them to work, they need to be planted in the deepest levels of our soil. Well, in kind, on the opposite end of things, if we want to get weeds out, we need to pull them at the deepest level of our soil. That's what's plaguing them. So weeds are a disruption. They are the class, they are a clash of culture and insight and ideas and personalities. They are conflict. If weeds are rooted in at the deepest level, it usually means that the practice of deeply seeing others has not been taken into account, which is the deepest level of our soil, deeply seeing other people. Even the level above of simply seeing others has not been considered in the cultivation process. Ergo, conflict reigns and in most cases can consume our soil. We can see as leaders if we are unwilling to constantly break up our soil at the top level and change, then weeds will continue to grow and conflict will proceed to be what will become what we will become accustomed to. So it starts again. As leaders, we need to take it on ourselves. It starts with us. And if we're not willing to break up our soil, if we're not willing to change first, then I can't expect other people to change. And the same goes in a community. Even though I'm a community member, if I don't make those changes first, deal with my own weeds, my own bred biases and prejudices, then I can't expect anybody else to do the same. Weeds are ever present. They are ever, ever present in our life. They are so present. Okay, last paragraph. Be that as it may, weeds in some occasions can be just what the soil needs to be fully cultivated. All right, I'm not writing off that all conflict's bad. So if you thought that I was, it's on, you know, joke's on you now. I am the first to say that conflict is many times needed. Here's why. Consider chickaweed. So it's a type of weed. It literally helps cultivate the soil. And conflict many times can do the very same for us as leaders and in our organizations and in our communities. In fact, it is needed. Like grass, I mean, you think of grass like your yard. Grass often provides protection from the soil from erosion caused by elements that are out of the control of the soil. Conflict, we will find, is not only to be expected, in, that in its very existence has the ability to transform our soil, to transform us and others we find ourselves associating with, starting with soil. We end up coming full circle with understanding weeds and how to approach them. Thus, we understand and continuously engage in this infinite process. So when we start to engage in our weeds, we ultimately start to recultivate our soil. It's like this cycle. The moment that I realize I'm the one that needs to change, I start to do the right thing again. That, I, I, that's, a, that's a lifetime goal is to constantly know how we can become better. Okay? And, and the same goes in our communities and our, the same goes for in our communities and our organizations, our families. Their conflict is inevitable. It's like the air that we breathe. It is so it's such a natural phenomenon amongst human beings. We need to start getting the perspective that it's, it's neither positive nor negative. I'll argue this all day. It is neutral. Conflict is a neutral thing. Okay? It's, a, it's something that will just always happen. Everybody has a different perspective. Everybody has a different lens for the world. So we will never always agree on things. And conflict erupts from that. It just does. I, it, even in our own families and our own relationships, even more so in those things. That conflict will arise. And if we can learn as leaders and as human beings to start to see conflict as a neutral thing, and that we as people are the ones that make it negative or make it positive, we can start to have more transformative experiences with it. Because naturally, due to 
culture and the dynamics of life, conflict typically is painted as a negative thing. It's painted as a negative phenomenon, and it doesn't have to be. It can be incredibly helpful. It can be incredibly transformative. Think with me, if you will, if you can, about a time when you were experiencing conflict with a loved one, maybe a partner, a spouse, a sibling, a friend, a a, a child, and it worked out. Like you figured it out. You don't know how exactly it just happened. And, and that's, that's why there's a gap between conflict resolution and conflict transformation, because it just sometimes happens and we're thankful for it. But regardless, you figured it out. Now, isn't that relationship so much better for it? Now, you, sometimes you wish that it, you didn't have to go through the challenge, the, the challenging time, the conflict, but it's stronger on the other side. So conflict can be transformative at that level, but it also teaches us, it also keeps us on our toes, constantly tilling the soil, constantly breaking it up, constantly cultivating it. So it has such an importance in how we are as leaders and how we progress, how we bring people together how we make a difference, how we have an impact. Okay, so let me read uh, some of these next sections. This is about us being stewards of conflict. Okay, we need to expect the weeds. Like I mentioned, we need to expect they're going to happen, that weeds are going to grow and conflict's going to happen. As we have learned, weeds will come and go. They will be there. And at times, they may be large, while other times, they might be small. However, the fact remains that weeds are a natural product of the soil. I'll read that again. They're a natural product of the soil, in kind, Conflict is a phenomenon that is by its very nature normal. Consequently, we ought to expect it. We need to expect it. And as leaders, we must become stewards of conflict. Owning our soil means that we own all of it. We cannot take credit or point to our good seeds and at the same time direct blame to something else for the noxious weeds. Stewardship is taking responsibility for the whole of it. We have to have complete ownership of our soil. All right, so what that means is if something's going really well in my family, in my organization, or the community, and I have, I'm a leader over that effort or idea or what have you, I can't at the same time take credit for that and then blame and point fingers for why things don't go well, okay? And you think about that. How often, how often are we guilty of that? I am certainly guilty of that many times, even in my own household. Oh, our kids are so great. They're so... You know, they're, they're doing such a great job. They're so obedient. And then when, as soon as they're not, I point blame at something else, right? I point blame, oh, it's because they, you know, they learned, they picked up a bad habit from their friends or they learned it from the TV or what have you. Now, look, sometimes there might be truth to those things, but if they're not being obedient, what are they watching? I mean, what are they, what are they watching in me, not on the television? What are they watching in me? For example, we have a rule, no food on the couch at our house. Kids know not to have food on the couch, but you know who can have food on the couch whenever they want? Daddy. I can, right? So what am I teaching there? And how, how, do, how can I take responsibility for that? And what is the impact that it has on them? So think about us as leaders in our organizations. What do other people have to do that we don't have to do? And how might that cause conflict? Even if there's truth to it and there's a system to it and there's a structure to it and it's, that's just the way things are, me not getting out in front of it doesn't help. I need to get on, get out in front of those things. I need to get out in front of those things and change what I can change. That's how we start to change structures. That's how we start to change systems. Okay. Those weren't thought of overnight and they didn't appear out of thin air. People created them. We create them. And if we want those to change, we need to change. 
but we have to start seeing conflict as a natural, normal thing that's going to happen that will help us prepare our soil for when the weeds will surely come and we know how to handle them when they do. Let me keep going. Next section here, we call it where the weeds come from. So understanding where they come from, we've been dissecting that a little bit. Here's what our handbook says. Think back to the soil section for one moment. Consider the different levels of our soil. And those levels are accountability, which is breaking up the soil, seeing people, which is fertilizing the soil, and digging deeper, which is deeply seeing people. Okay? Consider how hard it is to constantly cultivate at each level. It's not easy. It's not easy to be accountable and be the first to change. It's certainly not easy to see people. And it is most definitely not easy to deeply see others. How often do we and others neglect to be accountable and see people, let alone deeply see them? It can be so often. It can be as often as every moment of every day. Remember, soil is always changing. If this is the case, then each time we or anyone falls short of cultivating each level, there's potential for weeds to grow and conflict to ensue. If culture is part of our soil and everyone has a different culture, then that points us to where the conflicts may come from. All right, so consider that. And that's got some major implications. If we aren't perfect all the time, which we aren't, if we aren't constantly seeing people all the time, which we don't, if we aren't deeply seeing others all the time, which we, which we don't do, if we're not being accountable to ourselves all the time, which we're, we're not, then each moment that we're not is a potential for conflict to arise. It's potential for a weed to grow. So that lets us know how often weeds are percolating in the soil. Right? And they, again, they're not huge overnight. They start slowly. They start really small. And when they're really small, think about it. They're really easy to pull out. I was just weeding the other day in our yard and the little ones are my favorite because it's like you grab them and you give a very small tug. I mean, my three-year-old can pull them out and the root comes out and everything. But those big ones that are like hiding behind a, a stone or a bush or it's some, you know, behind the fence, you see them and they're huge. I mean, you, you have to get your shovel and start digging down to the, to the root to get those things out. Otherwise, you just break it off the top, which I've done many times because it's quick and easy. It looks good. All right, it's gone. And we carry on with our day, right? But the the weeds will happen. Weeds will grow. Conflict will happen every time that we are neglecting to cultivate our soil, which is why it's a continual, constant process. So now consider this, different styles, ways that we handle weeds. All weeds are different. And therefore, the way in which we handle those weeds will also change, and they should. Oftentimes, we develop styles of doing conflict that best meet our needs. Therefore, our soil remains toxic. However, if we are able to cultivate our soil to the degree in which we have made it healthy, then the styles in which we do conflict can have a chance for success. Nevertheless, we must first understand the different ways we might handle the weeds we find before us. And we talk about different conflict styles and way, ways to, in, to really you know, do conflict. If you think about it that way, how do we do conflict? And, and ultimately, it comes down to our, our perception, our soil, right? If I'm, do, if I'm engaging in conflict and doing conflict in a way that is only helpful to me to get me what I want, then it doesn't really matter what strategy I deploy. It doesn't really matter if I'm avoiding, if I'm being collaborative, if I'm being, if I'm um, compromising or accommodating. I mean, they, they, they just won't work very well if all I'm doing it for is to get what I want. So there's this shift that needs to happen within our soil first of, am I actually trying to transform this conflict and resolve the issue because I really care about the impact it's having on others? Or am I just in it for me? And there's a, there's a big difference. There's a big difference in the outcome. Okay, now lastly, well, not lastly, but one of the last sections here in the weeds is escalation. So how weeds get out of control. This is a big one because this is when the weeds are so 
overwhelming. The conflict so overwhelming that that is literally all we do all day at work. Put out fires, put out fires. No, not literally. We're not fire. You know, we're not firemen spraying down fire, but you get the point. That's what we do all day. Putting out fires. I'm neck deep. I, you know, there's no breathing room. Exhausting. Our work becomes exhausting. We don't even enjoy it anymore. Now, how many, how many of us have been there? Okay, so let me read this. Many leaders are far too fond with phrases such as, like I've been saying, putting out fires. I'm neck deep in blank. I'm drowning. I'm running around like a chicken with its head cut off, all of which are mentally and physically exhausting. No wonder we carry around a negative connotation of conflict, right? It's almost laughable. No wonder we hate conflict and there we have negative connotation around it. And eventually, so let me get back to this, and eventually point us back to our soil, only to find that it is overrun with noxious weeds. Somehow, some way along the journey, the weeds got out of control. And again, I said it, it, remember it, it happens little by little. We have learned that weeds are neither negative or positive, that conflict, the conflict which they represent is perhaps even neutral, and that we are the ones who decide which end of the continuum it resides, the continuum being negative or positive. Here we will discover a far too familiar pattern of how conflict escalates and turns negative. Weeds don't just all of a sudden take over. They get rooted in, they grow, and they begin to be in the way. We will understand that if our soil ceases to be cultivated, it is clear how weeds can get out of control. So again, this goes back to soil being cultivated. If we stop cultivating our soil and we're just focusing on chopping the weeds at the top, then conflict will escalate and it will get out of control. And I promise you, conflict has gotten out of control in our society to where we're at the point really where it's, it's so overwhelming that there's some conflicts going on there. How do you resolve it? How do you transform it? Let me rephrase that. How do you manage it, let alone resolve it, and let alone transform it? I mean, the, the, the racial conflict right now is, I mean, that's a great example. There's so many weeds. The soil is so, so unhealthy and toxic right now. People are not seeing each other as people. There's, I mean, it, it almost makes it feel hopeless, which it's not. Right? I wouldn't be a peace builder if I didn't believe that there was always hope for peace. And ultimately, the fact that there's a conflict now is really going to help us get to a point of transformative peace. But it becomes overwhelming. It certainly does. At a large scale, even in our families, people break up. People get divorced. Families get torn apart because conflict escalates to such a high level that it absolutely has implications on our physical health, our mental health, every every capacity. I mean, it is it is the definition of a thorny, noxious weed when we let it get out of control. Okay, so what to do? How to pull the bad weeds? Now, again, I'm breezing through all of this section. Now, normally when we when we go through this with our leaders, it takes several hours, right? And I'm just reading the topic. I'm just reading the topic and the introductions to each section. But here's one of our last sections, what to do, how to pull out the bad weeds. So any farmer or gardener knows that there is a specific way to pull weeds, that you can't just yank them out from the top, just like I've been reviewing with you. You can't just yank them from the top. We know what will happen if we do that. The ugly top might rear its head for the time being, but it is sure to grow right back as we have neglected the roots. There's no amount of top surface yanking or weed killer that will get the deepest of roots. Those tactics might work for some small and insignificant weeds, but we are talking about the ones that have gotten out of control. So like I said, with my son, it's really easy to yank those small ones, but the big ones, 
Good luck with yanking them. Their roots are deep, delicate, sensitive in some parts, and require a gentle and intentional approach. We can only get to the roots by understanding our soil and at what level the weeds have rooted in. Hence, we cultivate. Our ability to transform the conflict circles back to our ability to change and see. It is only through and by our soil that we are able to de-escalate conflict and get the weeds under control. Transformation is not a matter of happenstance. Never has there been a transformation without the hard work of cultivating the deepest level of our soil. Perhaps the hardest part of our job as leaders is found at the deepest level. Yet therein lies our true impact. It is to help us. Hardest part of a leader's job, I think, is really getting to that deepest level of the soil, which is deeply seeing others around us. Weeds are noxious. I've said that several times in this episode. Weeds are consuming, but they can be incredibly educational to us. I'll use that word educational and helpful to us in doing what needs to be done, in getting things done, in producing results, in transforming conflict, mending relationships. There's a paradox here. There's an interesting paradox. You cannot have peace without some form of war. Okay. And successful people know you can't have success without failure. Doesn't feel it, does, it, does, it certainly doesn't feel the same. And so conflict will happen. It will always be there. Weeds will always grow. And we cannot just address them at the surface. Do not just try to simply implement conflict management tactics, make rules and procedures to try to deal with them because all you're doing is chopping them at the top and guess what's going on beneath the surface? Guess what's going on in your soil? The roots are connecting to other roots of weeds and weeds are just becoming interlocked and interwoven just like grass and nut grass. You know, those, they're so strong. I mean, that's why we, we have them because they just get connected underneath. Okay. And how do we, how do we possibly address those without completely breaking up our soil everywhere? And look, we're at that point and relationships get to that point. Sometimes you just need to start over because the conflict is so bad and you need to start to break it up and start over and start from the beginning. And our society is, is to a point where we're, we're there. Now we literally can't forget things. We literally can't just start over, but mentally and emotionally, we just need to break up our soil and start getting deep. Start seeing people, start deeply seeing people. And the weeds, we're going to discover where the roots are. We're going to see why. We're going to understand. So I, I'm, I am passionate about this idea of weeds. You know, I've made a career out of helping people deal with their weeds, helping people deal with their conflict, their challenges. And I'm not exempt from it. I'll say it that way. I'm not exempt from it, meaning I have my fair share of challenges. In fact, Personally, I believe why I can help others is because I've experienced where they've been. I experienced conflict at high levels and it's not fun and I, and I don't wish it upon anyone else, but I know that it's going to happen and I know that we need to be intentional about it. So I hope this was helpful for anyone listening to really understand what it is that we're getting at when we talk about this framework. Now, if you've listened to this and and previous episodes, you've, you've really gotten the whole picture on this soil seeds and weeds framework as much as you can get in a podcast. Uh, you know, there's so much more to learn as you, as, as our leaders go through this curriculum and as, as you go through any of our rooted cur- curriculum that we have, there's so much more to dissect and learn here, but you have the basic. 
idea and framework. And when we interview leaders, which will be the majority of our episodes on this podcast, will be conversations with leaders, you know, tune into the, the connection and relevance that it's going to have with one of these topics, soil, seeds, or weeds, because we're always going to try to weave it back in. We see it as so crucial and important to understanding um, what's around us and what to do, and what not to do. That's all for today. I really appreciate anyone who's tuned in and I hope this was helpful. Have a great day. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Try to see others as people. Try to be in tune with the weeds around you and start thinking about what it means for you to get to the root of those weeds. This is the Root of Leadership Podcast. I'm Chris Panetta. Take care.